0: And Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of MLB DFS Quick. It's your Monday, June 7th edition. We're going to have a quickie for you here. Three whole games on a Monday, but I want to get you guys your content out there because I know everyone's going to keep playing it because that's what we do in this DFS world. You can find myself on Twitter at BDntrick. Hope everybody had a great weekend. Lots of fun baseball. Jesse Winker with a triple dong Sunday off of Guess Who? Two of them were off of John Gantt. The, the fade train finally happened. Hope you guys stuck with that one long and hard. Um, that was good. There's been a lot of offense this weekend. They're trying to regulate the pitching of the uh, the sticky stuff. So the RPMs were down across some uh, pitchers that have some higher RPMs than normal. So I will have to check that one out and keep an eye on uh, if they keep regulating there. Trevor Bauer, of course, had some choice words because, no, that's what Trevor Bauer does. But, um, yeah, three games on a Monday. If you, uh, if you want to join the free Fancy DJ Slack chat, come jump in there. If you have a rate and review on iTunes, I truly appreciate it. it Help me out a ton. But we're going to get you in and out of here in just a couple minutes. I'm going to go game by game. But your three totals on this slate, Marlins, Red Sox, total of 8.5. Royals, Angels, 8.5. Cubs, Padres, 7.5. So you got that going for you. And again, three games. DK has an all-day slate and then a two-game main slate. FanDuel has a three-game main slate. So uh, the first game of the day is at 5.10 Eastern. Second game is at 9.38 Eastern. Last game is 10-10 Eastern. DK didn't want that big gap between the first and the second game. I don't care. So you have three games to go off of here. You got Miami at Boston, kicking things off for you. Uh, in Boston, you have Pablo Lopez versus Nick Pavetta. Pablo Lopez, $9,200 on DK. Nick Pavetta, 8 k on DK. Uh, Pablo has been decent of late, basically 19 or more DK points and three straight starts. He was really good going into the season, had a couple hiccups in the middle. So he's one of those kind of contrarian plays. I think Nick Pavetta is going to be very popular, and for good reasons. But Boston Sunday Night Baseball, traveling back home since May 15th, striking out over 28% of the time for right-handed pitching. Uh, But they do have a two fifty eight average and a 232 ISO. So they're crushing right-handed pitching, but they're also striking out a ton. Pablo Lopez is pricey, the most expensive pitcher on this slate. But um, he does bring some nice tournament upside, if that's what you're going for. I don't want to really fade Boston, but Boston bats will be – very popular, I believe, on the slate. So Pablo Lopez will give you some leverage in that regard. On the flip side, Nick Pavetta is a very, very strong play on the slate, but will be very, very popular. He's got 20 or more DK points in three of the last four starts, in um, five of the last seven starts, 20 or more tk points. On a small slate like this, you're not expecting Corbin Burns' 43-point performances You're wanting like 15 plus points from your two starters, like you just want a good base from your starters because there's really no aces on the slate. Pablo Lopez, like I said, is the most expensive pitcher at 9,200, so you don't have an ace situation here. Pavetta coming at 8k is a phenomenal price point against the Miami offense, who played well over the weekend against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Let me reiterate the Pittsburgh Pirates they go into Boston now. Nick Pavetta's been throwing really well, Miami's striking out. Twenty six percent of the time versus right handed pitching over the last few weeks, hitting two twenty with a one thirty three ISO and an eighty four WRC plus. Um, so you could go to Pavetta. I think he's going to be one of the more popular pitchers on the slate. And on a small slate, you can eat some chalk. That's that's fine, but it's going to be really really chalky is the problem. So Pavetta is a really really good play. It's hard to avoid Nick Pavetta, but he's going to be popular, and that makes on the flip side of this one, I mentioned the Boston Bats. Will be extremely in play on this slate. Like Rafael Devers is a great play at five k. First Pablo Lopez, and you got like Alex Verdugo who went deep again on Sunday. He's playing great day after day. He's only thirty four hundred bucks. He's too cheap. One thing I will say, three game slate, you can have a batter in your lineup. I wouldn't go more than two, but I try to stick to one against one of your pitchers. That's fine because it's such a small slate, and that'll make you different too. So if you want to throw like a cheap Verdugo in there if you're using Pablo Lopez, totally fine. But the Red Sox are very, very popular. They're all in play if you want to use them. But I'm probably going to try to fade them as much as possible because they're going to be super popular um, on this early game. Either use Pablo Lopez or use some of these Marlins bats versus Pavetta because Pavetta is going to be pretty popular as well. Starling Marte has been swinging it pretty well since he came back. you got Jazz Chisholm. They're both $4,800 respectively on DK. you got Jesus Aguilar, a couple home runs over the weekend, including one on Sunday. He's $4,300. dollars you got C. Dick in there. Cooper's day-to-day. There's definitely some cheap options. Ice on Diaz. Lots you can do with that Miami offense. I'd start with the Marte Chisholm Aguilar realm of it, but there's a lot you could do with Miami if that's the route you want to take. All right. Kansas City Royals at the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. You got Dylan Bundy versus Jackson Coar. Bundy, $7,100. He has been a just landmine of late. Uh, Five and two thirds, four and two and a thirds, four and four and seven, three and thirds, six. His last four starts have been bad, folks. Really, really bad, and he's just getting shelled everywhere. He's given up three, two, and two. Those are the home run totals he gave up in his last three starts. So He's given up a total of seven home runs in his last three starts. Uh, lefties have taken him to pound town. Righties have done just fine as well. On the flip side, you have Jackson Coar making his major league debut for the Kansas City Royals. He was basically the AAA pitcher of the month in May. For the Indy League or overall, he was outstanding. He has made uh, six starts this season. He's 5-0, a .85 ERA, a .88 whip. He's thrown thirty-one and two-thirds innings, allowed three runs. He's walked ten, but struck out forty-one batters. So he's been outstanding. He's got at least five innings in every start. He has not given up a run in his last two starts. He's only combined three hits in his last two starts while striking out nine. The dude has been really, really good, and he's only six K on DK. And I think he's definitely an avenue you can go to. You got the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim team striking out almost twenty-seven percent of the time versus right-handed pitching of late. I love Coar in this slate. I'd imagine he's going to be popular, but I'm not exactly sure. See, you got Pavetta, who you know can go deep into games. Coar probably going five, six, max. Pavetta's two K more. Which piece of the chalk do you want to eat? Join us in the Slack chat when we talk about ownership. I like the Coar side of this. I really like some Jack uh, Jackson Coar in this game, but um, he will likely come with some ownership. On the flip side, I love Kansas City in this game uh Bundy has just been so so bad. Kansas City's bats have been swinging it pretty well for the most part. You are coming down to LA? It's supposed to be a little warmer on Monday down in Southern California, and you got some really good bats. Merrifield's on fire at fifty two. You got South President forty nine is hitting everything. Then you got Santana. You got Benny who's on fire. He's at thirty six. Uh, you got Dozier at thirty one. You got like Jorge Soler's twenty eight. Lots of value. Edward Olivares has got called back up. He was raking. Got called back up, and Mondesi got put on the IL although there's only 2,500, so lots to like in Kansas City. Big, big fan of the Royals tonight, uh, trying to be different on this three-game slate. If you want to go to the L.A. side of things, Otani's always great at 55. Um, Jared Walsh, is only 37. it's really strong. And then um, you have – where did he go? He was 32 last time. I know, he's 39. Justin Upton, since moving to the leadoff role, I write the outfield waiver wire column weekly at rotobuller.com. Put Upton in the article this week because he's sub-50% owned and they moved him to the leadoff spot about 10 to 11 games ago. He's hitting close to 400. The power's through the roof. He's just—he's doing things like the old Justin Upton, plus he's scoring runs. So as I mentioned, if you're using a pitcher and you want to use a guy against him, I think Upton's a good one because he's not breaking the bank. He's 3,900. Could be a strong move there. But if you want to stack Anaheim, Upton, Walsh, and Otani be my first looks there. That's if you're not using Coar. I like Coar quite a bit, but it'll be interesting to see what that ownership looks like when everything uh, dies down tomorrow. All right, last game of the night, Chicago Cubs at the San Diego Padres. got Albert Alzaleigh, $8,800. Ryan Weathers, $6,700. dollars has been absolutely outstanding. Uh, At least five innings pitched in uh, every start since April 29th. He's given up uh, two run runs or less in his last three starts. He's put up over 20 DK points in three straight starts. Does get a Padres team that we know has a ton of pop in there, but at the same time, it's a Padres team that's really not overwhelming. They're striking out 22% of the time versus righties. That's good they 239, 107 WRC plus. WRC+. They're better than average, of course, but they've been kind of, without Tatis doing a lot, it's been kind of slow go. You can roll it out without dice with Alzelay if you want. It's kind of the angle I want to go because people still respect the snot out of the Padres. If you want to be different, I kind of like the idea of, like, an Alzelay Pavetta, alzale Coar. That's kind of the way I look at it on this three-game slate. Do not play cash on a three-game slate, please. Do not play cash on a three-game slate. But... Um, Owls Coar would be where I'd be looking on this one. Ryan Weathers is interesting. He's $6,700. Um, he hasn't been going too deep overall. He went five innings in his last start, which is nice, 88 pitches. So they've ramped him up. He's on 67, 78, 88 pitches. But he's still got up four runs, two homers. Uh, he's given up three, uh, four homers in his last five outings. Like he's, a, he's at least a ground ball to fly ball neutral guy or more fly balls than ground balls. He's been very, very sketchy in that regard. And he got a Cubs team that just – Loves them some left-handed pitching, just loves them some left-handed pitching. Uh, just over the last couple of weeks alone, the Chicago Cubs uh, hitting 282 with a 229 ISO and a 127 WRC plus versus left-handed pitching. That's pretty good, folks. I I know Weathers is cheap, and you can try to get Contrarian. I don't know if that's where I want to get Contrarian tonight. Uh, what I do like though are the Cubs bats. Uh, Chris Bryant mashing lefties; he's fifty-one hundred. Rizzo can hit them a bit as well. Uh, so I don't hate that, but you got like, Hap, Wilson, Contreras at 41. Patrick Wisdom's only 36. He should be, like, owned by almost everybody tonight. He should be the ultimate shot. Two more home runs on Sunday. Dude's got, like, seven home runs since he got called up, like, a week ago or something. It's ridiculous what he's doing, but there's a lot to like. Lots and lots to like in his Cubs lineup, because you, you never know they're going to come out with it's Ortega, Alcantara. Who else is getting thrown in that lineup? So you can go that route for sure. If you're fading out obviously Tatis is in play. There's no hiding that. But you're gonna to want to go full on. You want to go Hosmer, Cronenworth, uh, Machado. You want to go maybe Caratini for a little cheapy. Uh, Myers is starting to swing it. If you're fading Alzale, you want to full fade Alzelay. Don't just play the like chalk Tatis and Machado. You want to go all in with the Padres if you're fading Alzale. That'd be my angle on that. But for me, breaking down the slate as simple as possible for you. My my main pitchers, I like Alzale. I like um, I like Coar. And if you want to get really weird, you can go Pablo Lopez. But pretty much, Alzale Coar is where I'm sitting. And I'm stacking Kansas City, and I'm stacking the Cubs. Um, I like little one-offs in some other games. Kansas City, Cubs, alzalee Coar. Enjoy your three-game slate. We will have a much bigger slate for you on Tuesday, obviously. But until then, check me out on Twitter at Trick. I do my written content at rotoball.com. Premium Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Free content on Tuesday and Thursday if you like some premium content. Uh, sign up for the uh, rest of the season long and DFS package. It's all wrapped into one use promo code Bubba for a disc- an extra discount on top of the setup price. Uh, give a rate and review on iTunes of the podcast. would appreciate that. Join us in the free fantasy DJ Slack chat. If you're into uh PGA DFS, the always pressing PGA DFS podcast recording for you on Monday night, we'll drop for you Monday night. Uh, also some season long baseball and bench with Bubba got Roto gut Vlad Sedler coming up on Tuesday and another special guest for you on Thursday. So lots of stuff coming up for you. And the bubble world so follow me on twitter at bd i'll take care of you there but until now this was mlb dfs quick hits your monday june 7th edition i'm out